I was watching some news, you know, on on uh, the war in the Ukraine and, and trying to stop myself from constantly checking my apps to see what was going on. And I started thinking about kids who have gone through such a traumatic time with COVID. We come out of that, we're talking about, you know, things might be good, they're going back to school, no masks, and boom, we have this war in the Ukraine and it's with like social media it's hard for kids to to get away from that angel graham who's a counselor at pathstone is with me again to talk about how kids are coping hi angel hi how are you janice i'm good so every time we talk i say oh i hope this is the last time we have to talk about how kids are having to cope with a difficult situation what is it like? Maybe you can just sort of put it in a bit of context. As we have kind of come out of COVID in a way that they've opened up everything and they've opened up schools, I'm guessing the kids were already feeling some stress being in school with no masks, some kids still wearing masks. Is it scary, especially for younger kids who might not understand as well what's What's going on after two years? They've been said, oh, you have to wear a mask and it's dangerous. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I can only speak about my own experience, right? With, um, as you know, I'm in addition to being a therapist, I'm also a mom. So my little guy is in grade four and he was primed, you know, that he gets to go back to school because it was after the March break that the kids didn't have to return with masks. Um, but his dad and I opted to have a conversation with them that we would prefer him to wear a mask again when he goes back, but not if he didn't want to, because you have to understand with kids, you also have to fit in, right? With your peer group. Right. So for him, because some of this, because he's at that age, that tween age, which uh, we consider the nine to 12 year olds, right? Where they're becoming teenagers and they're more, and that is the normal stage of development when kids sort of gravitate towards their peers over family, which is fine. I'm not offended. So I said, that's cool. Like, obviously, at lunchtime, you don't wear a mask when you're outside playing. But if a lot of kids in your class are, I respect that. But even this morning when I dropped him off, he had his mask on um, because I chose to explain that even though um, our government has lifted restrictions, because we do have to kind of return to what I would like to call a post-COVID like era right now that's what we're sort of in right it's not over COVID is still here there's various strains of the variant but we have to learn to live with its presence and I think what parents um, need to kind of do is really still educate your kids the importance about still maintaining good hygiene obviously if your kids are still sick don't send them to school you know that kind of thing um, but in terms of anxiety levels yeah I would say even for um, when I think of my past on clients, some of the youth, they were glad to finally, you know, take their masks off and hang out with, see their friends more and sort of socialize that sort of thing. Um, and then some teens have even said, well, now I, now kids are going to know I got acne, you know, like, so it, it all depends on sort of <laughs> the important you, teen stuff, right? Right. Like where you kind of fall on the spectrum. But then again, um, speaking of, I had a client that very first day that Monday, I had a 9am session with the youth and it was right after the March break. And I have to keep in mind, he was away for the March break with his right. grandparents and then was returning, um, to school. But he was having some serious anxiety over returning and people not being masked, 
right? So as a therapist, our, our job, and even as a parent was to validate the feelings. Cause I think some adults, and I've seen that on my own social with uh, friends that are also in their forties saying they're anxious about going out in public now again. Um, but then they were grateful to see that some people at Costco are still wearing masks, you know, so it's, it's, it's a personal choice, you know, what you choose to do. Um, but for this particular client, again, it was a matter of validating his feelings because they were normal worries considering what we have been through in the last two years, right? And um, I know we're also going to be talking about Ukraine, but right now for that particular youth, he was more concerned about, I don't understand why the masks are all of a sudden gone. It's not gone. Like, smart kid. But the reality is... Um, sort of explaining that it was based on scientific numbers and the way the world is going. Europe has already abandoned masks, you know, so we, we kind of like it ebbs and it flows and this is where we're at right now. Um, but yeah, kids, kids are very, as we know, resilient, but at the same time, I think each of us also can only sort of take so much, but our job as adults is to sort of role model for them because they look they look to the adults, right? Um, we can acknowledge that, yeah, no, maybe we're a little anxious as well, um, but don't demonstrate that extensively because kids will pick up on that 110, especially the little ones. You think they don't? They they pick up on your own body language. Right. Um, so role model brings me to the question I've been having is when I go out to stores, I see a lot of masks I and mean, way more people still wearing masks yeah. than not. But what I do see is a lot of the adults who are not wearing a mask have children and, 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 you know, they're elementary, they're not teenagers because teenagers don't go to the grocery store with their mom. <laughs> but I, and I wondered, I thought, well, this is pretty interesting because most of the people who have no masks are parents. That's not very good. They're not protecting their kids. And then I thought, are they not wearing a mask because they don't want to tell their child it's okay for you to go to school without a mask, but I'm still going to wear one when I go shopping. It's kind of a conflicting message there. And yeah, yeah I mean, is, is that part of why parents may be, I mean, I, I don't know. They may just want yeah, to, I can't, but I, yeah, honestly, I can't answer why, you know, some are wearing them out in public and some aren't. Again, I think it's a, a personal choice yeah. um, for myself. Like I said, um, I know today when I dropped Tyler off at school, he was wearing it, but I also know he's not going to keep it on throughout the day. And that's so I'm okay with that. Um, but when we go out to stores, he's wearing one as well as I am. I'm a big believer um, that, you know, you can't this do as I say, um, what is that old saying? Remember, do as I say, not as I do. That's yeah that's that's inappropriate um so i'm a big believer if i expect my kid to wear a bike helmet i'm wearing a bike helmet by the right. same token as a clinician if i'm giving advice when it comes to parenting i do that exact thing in my own home setting right like so i don't i don't believe in contradictions um so again i can't speak for why some would and some wouldn't um and maybe again it's it's a it's a family's choice ultimately. Right. And I believe people are choosing to do with what, within what, excuse me, with what information they have given to them is how they're choosing to deal with it. Right. And even at Pathstone. So this is my work environment now. 
masks are no longer required um, here. Um, so I don't wear them, but I, I do wear them. If a client has one on for their session, I will put one on as well, right? So again, it's sometimes it's settings, but it's not to say the virus is setting specific <laughs> either. Um, as I'd shared with you prior to us starting this interview today, um, I, I was at a funeral yesterday and I can tell you that everybody was masked and it, it's not mandatory, but everybody was masked um, for the visitation um, at the funeral home, as well as in the church for the service the next day. And even at the gravesite, every single person was masked, which was nice to see. Now, granted, when we um, there was a small immediate family only thing at a restaurant thereafter, but none of us had masks in that in that environment right, right? because you can't because you're eating so i think um it's going to be family specific um and do i wear a mask when i go out in public yeah i do um but again do i wear a mask when i'm at a restaurant no i don't you know so it's, it's right that. so let's roll into the ukraine um because this is what uh, started to get me thinking about that now new level of stress on kids. So I talked to my nephew and I said, you know, what are what are kids thinking and what are kids saying? Now he's in uh, grade eight, he's just about to go into high school and he's a really mature kid. And he said, um, you know, they're talking about world war and they're worrying about world war. And I haven't had a chance to ask him, what does world war mean to you? Um, but, you know, what they're hearing is, is um, as Putin saying, I'm going to do it, I'm going to drop a nuclear bomb or let's get into. So they're hearing that. And just when this stress from COVID is sort of waning and they're seeing their friends and they're beginning to interact at a, you know, a normal level, they're faced with this. Yeah. And how and much I, is that added layer of, of stress on these kids and at, you know, different ages? I think it's not even kids, to be honest with you, Janice. I think it impacts us all, right? Oh, like, I'm, yeah. I'm, I mean, like, I'm scared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. No, for, sure. for sure. It impacts us all. It's uh, what's happening in the Ukraine is not okay, but it, it's definitely impacting everyone from children right up to grown adults, right? And even the, the elderly are impacted and disheartened with, you know, what's going on in the world. Um, the thing is, unfortunately, I wish I could spare kids from pain. I do. I wish. Um, whether that be because of the pandemic or fear because of world events that are going on in the world, right? We wish we could kind of do that, but we, we can't. Our job, unfortunately, is to be honest with kids about what's going on because they're going to hear about it. So you're, it's Jack, right? Your nephew yes. who's, yes. who's, okay, so he's in grade eight. Even if, um, you know, he didn't hear from it, about it from his parents, chances are that age group's hearing about it on social media. I know a lot of the teenagers are hearing about it even in TikTok. I don't do TikTok. So, but they're, they're, what they're hearing, some may be accurate and some may be inaccurate news. So as a caregiver or a therapist, what you want to do is you want to clarify what do they know <laughs> and correct any misinformation for the older ones. For the younger ones, I know, um, so my son who's nine has already asked me, one of the questions he surprised me, is Russia coming here? 
that's his fear. And I'm like, yeah. and I don't, I don't watch the news. I, I do know what's going on in the world through, again, through social media, but mine's following more reputable, you know, like NPR or CBC, that sort of stuff. Um, but in our home, there's no news on in the background. So I don't have to um, sort of correct images he may be seeing on the TV, right? But so for that age group, again, you need to be honest with your answers and the information that you're providing. Because ultimately, if you're not honest and, and you want to actually beat anybody else to the punch, pardon the expression, um, you want to have that conversation with your kids because you want to be the person explaining it to them versus them hearing from somebody else. Also, if you're not honest, it's going to make it hard for them down the line to trust you, right? As, as this source of truth and information. And if you don't know the answer, what I often say too is, wow, that's a really good question. I don't know the answer to that, but let me get back to you. You'll find the information out for them, right? Right. Don't, don't give them more information than what they need uh, and clarify any misunderstanding. So when my, my son said, you know, is, is Russia coming here? And I said, well, um, I said, uh, what did I, how did I explain it? I said, buddy, are you, you're talking about, he goes, well, they're attacking the Ukraine. So he, you know, okay, you're right. There is a war going on right now. And I said, and Putin is kind of like a bully, right? That's how I explained it to my nine-year-old. And it's not okay to invade another country. War is not all right. And I said, but there's a lot of world leaders right now, right? that are are also involved and are watching what's going on and i i i don't i would like to think that there would not be another world war but i also can't guarantee that because again that would be false lying right so you you've got to be honest because that was another question so this is out of the mouth of a nine-year-old and you got a kid in grade eight so that's 14 right for about 14 yeah, yeah yeah um thinking the same thing which is really sad that our children are having these fears right now about the possibility of another world war i mean remembrance day teaches them about world war one and world war two and how many lives were lost we already know that lives are being impacted greatly there's over i think it's uh, i know it's over a million refugees already right and and lives have been lost because of what's going on in ukraine so what I've chosen to do and what I actually believe we need to do also is to highlight the good just so they're not fixated on all the negative atrocities of the world. So by good, you know, um, a uh, prime example for myself is I live in the town of Lincoln. There was this big sign that was posted, you know, we support Ukraine. So then what can you do? Even though we're afar, um, how do we then support? So whenever my kid sees like a blue yellow flag, because we now know those are the colors of Ukraine, he points it out that, you know, like even though they can't do anything, they're, they're waving their flag in support of what's going on and they support that country. Or um, there's a local outdoor adventure. I know they're selling t-shirts for Ukraine. There's so many things you can do, like there's drives going, right? How do you help the refugees? Um, if you teach your kids that, then they know that people come together even in times of adversity, right? And we help one another out. I think that's important. And but again, don't make unrealistic promises because kids figure it out and they're pretty, pretty smart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there you would have to talk to. So we've been talking about sort of older kids. Um <laughs> It's funny that I think a nine-year-old is older, but based on this question, you have to talk to a younger child mm -hmm. in grade one or two or even preschool differently than you can talk to, say, you know, Tyler or Jack or any of the kids who are a bit older who can grasp 
right the reality so, of the situation right with little with little kids uh, so we're talking preschool early elementary grade one grade two what you want to do again is you want to have the conversation with them at their age level but only discuss what their what questions find out what questions they have or any misunderstanding you want to validate their thoughts and feelings no matter any age right and if they said you know mommy i'm scared um or i saw this on the news and you want to sort of reassure them that they're safe right now because little kids they need to feel that sense of safety right and i think when we think of the pandemic that impacted us first. That's that's what it did for all of us. It sort of took away our sense of safety of just walking about freely. Um, and then now what you wanna do is again, re reinstate that for your children, right? Like school's a safe place to go to in the sense that the war is happening somewhere else right now, right? You know what I mean? You can only talk about the present moment, but if you can reassure their safety, for the little ones, um, that's really important. And, and I mean, if we're thinking back to even the little ones, you know, Mr. Rogers' neighborhood, like that's our generation. Yeah, yeah. We always said, look for the helpers. And the same thing with not when 9-11 happened, we learned to for kids to look for the helpers, you know, like the firefighters went in, like we, we identify that people help each other in times of adversity that I already said. But the other thing with little kids is you can get them to draw their feelings. Um, I have a, a girlfriend whose little girl's only five. And what she chose to do with her daughter too, is they made like cards for the Ukrainian refugees. I don't know where they took them. They, they live in Winona and they delivered them. I don't know if it was at a church or somewhere, but that's how she's choosing to have her daughter. Cause little kids kind of process stuff differently, right? So you can draw, um, talk about their feelings and kids often also, believe it or not, even um, death play, um, kids will act things out, but that's actually healthy. Play is such a fundamental thing for little children, but it's a healthy way for them to express themselves and what they're sort of experiencing. And as a, as a bystander, you can kind of watch that, but don't panic about it. If your child, though, I would say is having like restless sleeps, you know, uh, nightmares, stomach aches, those, but it's ongoing, then it's time to definitely seek professional help in the sense that now it's, the thoughts are so much they're they're invading their daily living, right? It's it's becoming very um, impacting their life. Um, the other thing, whether your kid is little or your kid is older, a teen, again, that whole idea of role modeling, Janice. Kids look to us, so we have to kind of check our own feelings. And it's okay to say, you know, it's okay for me to say, you know what, buddy, I'm scared too. I don't like what's going on in, in that country, right? Are you still there? <laughs> yeah so it, it, it sorry no 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 that's okay uh, my video goes on and off I'm, I, okay. yeah don't worry about that um okay. some of these kids when we're talking about little kids like really little kids and safety when when i think about two years of covid rolling right into to this some of these kids may never have felt really safe because they, they didn't have that level of thinking. So I'm thinking, you know, a child who might be in, in, in uh, kindergarten or grade one right now may never have experienced a total sense of safety. But if, if, if they've never known different, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, like that, yeah. That's the idea. If you've never known different, like years back in undergrad, um, I took a course at Brock on children of war we we 
if they've never known different, it's traumatizing for us. I'm not saying it's healthy, but if that's your environment that you're born into, you don't know different, but you learn how to survive in that setting, right? So for little kids, if all they've known, like, you know, um, was to wear a mask to school for the last two years, it's different for them because now I'm not wearing a mask. That's, that's the difference. But the benefit now for younger kids talking about COVID here is they're seeing the facial expressions again, because a lot of that got lost from a developmental standpoint for the younger ones during the pandemic. And it is essential for, for social development and just understanding facial recognition, that sort of thing. We, we, they look to their teacher's facial cues in terms of where to go. Even if they don't understand the receptive language being delivered, they're looking more to, to the, the facial recognition. Right. And now that's being brought back, which is a great thing because that, that sort of cohort, that age group needs that. Whereas like, um, even myself as a, as a therapist, when I was having sessions with kids, I'm able, cause again, I'm an adult who grew up with the whole face, but I could tell even with a mask on, if somebody was sad or happy, because when you're happy, your eyes kind of go up, right? So you, you, you could, you could still pick up on the body language, even with the mask on, but for for younger ones, they hadn't developed that skill set yet. And so the positive sort of silver lining for them now is in their classroom settings. They're being able to, they kind of have to catch up with the social cues that they missed out on. Right. Yeah. So I, I, it, for older kids, we have talked in the past about how older kids and high school kids, especially in early high school, high school grade nine or 10, we're at a stage where they were not learning those adult, or not adult, but those social cues for dating and how do you deal with all of these issues that um, are so different in high school. And now with the masks gone, they were able, they're able to talk about some of these things like the Ukraine. I mean, my nephew, Jack, I mean, right away, he got back to me and he said, yeah, we're talking about, you know, world the you know another world war which i was i expected to hear but was kind of sad to hear but what you're saying now is it's actually because they can communicate without a mask it's all it you know it's helping them to deal with a situation go so going sorry go on i was just gonna say i think it's really important um that we need to be careful. We don't let our kids watch a lot of television, right? Um, violence and upsetting images. Because the one thing we did learn from 9-11, um, if you remember back that image when the towers were hit was replayed over and over again. And that actually did traumatize. And for kids, what happens is um, up until the age of nine, when you're talking about the younger ones, they are concrete thinkers. So they don't realize it's happened, it's over. So it was. It, they thought it was happening over and over again. Oh. But in reality... It, it's, it had already happened. So, so we have to be very careful of what we're exposing kids to from a TV standpoint, like what they're getting, right? And even with social media, yeah, your, your teens are going to be on it, but that's where you have those conversations with your kids about what are they, what are they 
witnessing or what are they seeing, right? Is there anything you want to talk about? For some kids too, their their empathy, which is a great skill to have, kicks in because they're concerned for the kids in Ukraine. And that's what I would want to build on, being empathetic. Um, Angel, thank you so much for talking yeah, for to sure. me again. No worries. Thank you. And again, if they have any questions, even parents can call our crisis line for some tips and suggestions. Um, I'll just say it as we wrap up here, Janice. It's 1-800-263-4944. And that's available to parents and kids 24-7 here at Pathstone. Thanks, Angel. Take care. Bye.